Welcome to the Wing Chun Podcast, the Sifu's Stories, the place where the world's most renowned Sifus share their stories and insights. I am your host, Bogdan Brosho. We're here with uh, Sifu Sergio and uh, for most of you Wing Chun maniacs who are listening in right now, Sifu Sergio doesn't really need an introduction. However, Sifu Sergio, please um, tell us a bit about your story, how you started out with uh, with Wing Chun, and uh, a bit about your journey. Okay, so I was very young when I first rolled into Wing Chun. Basically, I was the biggest Bruce Lee fan, so it's right what he did, and I wanted to do what he did, so... Of course, his chief was Yip Man, and then I wanted to do Wing Chun. So when I was 11, my first contact with Wing Chun was actually established. This was with uh, Wang Kyu, his original student of Yip Man, who immigrated to the Netherlands. That's where I uh, started. But then fairly quick, a book of uh, Lung Ting came in my hand, the Wing Chun Kun. And I read that, and then I thought, uh, that's the real uh, system. He's a closed-door student of Yip Man. That's the only real one. So I went to look basically for a learning branch. But, um, yeah, basically, so I had uh, the opportunity to start in a learning affiliated school in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam. And then I started training there. Mm -hmm. And basically, I had a lot of teachers in the learning system. I went to a lot of seminars and then got different kinds of uh, teachers, different seafoods, took private lessons by different seafoods, but everybody was doing it a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So I was really asking myself, how come all these students of uh, Keith Turnspath, who was the private student of Lung Ting, how how come they all do it so different, right? So at the end of the 90s, uh, basically, I got a little bit uh, tired of it, you know, all these differences. So I said, okay, I go to Hong Kong and try to become a private student of Grandmaster Lung Ting. Mm-hmm. And then it cannot go wrong anymore. I mean, it cannot go different, right? So directly by the source. So I had the luck that I had a lot of uh, wealthy private students at the, at the time, all Israeli people that owned uh, hotels and they were mm-hmm. all students. Mm-hmm. And they supported. So then I was off to Hong Kong. It's uh, quite a long story, so I will not go into all the details. But finally, I got accepted as a private student by Grandmaster Lung Ting. And I studied around four years privately under him right. in Hong Kong and China. And basically, I lived across the street of his school uh, on the Nathan Road. So I was staying in the house of a, of a Chinese friend of mine. And basically had private lessons every day. Hmm. And uh, evenings, I did the classes under Sifu Chen Chun Fan. So it was a great time. And till around 2001, that was all it was for me. I thought really the Lung Ting system is the, is the, is the best. And uh, I think Chun out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, then my research started. And uh, I found out otherwise. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm not of that opinion anymore. I mean, I'm glad uh, 
that I did the research and that I had the opportunity to study certain lineages that are, in my opinion, uh, a lot more valuable and also give a lot, uh, a lot better skill set than the, the learning system. Yeah, that's my personal opinion. And in the end, it's up to the individual. Yeah, the individual makes the style work. I'm so happy that you mentioned this because um, I found myself in this kind of mentality as well. Like, okay, our lineage is the only one that has uh, the answers and there's no point in looking anywhere else. And I'm sure that a lot, a lot of people listening are very, very loyal and faithful to their Sifus, their Sigong, their, um, you know, their, their overall Wing Chun family. However, yeah. uh, at the same time, there's... Once I got out of this mentality, I found out that there's so much more to learn. For sure. There is a lot more to learn. And uh, yeah, my world basically opened up totally. Yeah? I did uh, study the Yunkei San lineage, the Gulo village, went to Gulo, mm-hmm. studied under function, then Tang Yik Vengchen, low family Vengchen. I finished quite a lot of lineages and it just uh yeah make my previous vision uh quite uh insignificant yeah so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah a lot of people uh when they're stuck in one lineage they, they can't understand that yeah i mean i was one of the first to finish western guys outside of Krista to finish the whole learning system mm-hmm. and i did that privately on the learning and when i came back to europe i was teaching this high level practitioner levels from the ewto Right. Uh, in the Chinese, in the in the Hong Kong, let's say the Hong Kong learning system, they all came to study underneath. People like Hansio Grimers, I thought Alan and these were at the time the highest students uh, Keith Kernsmith had. But if I compare that now to what I know now, what I'm able to do now, it just uh, it's just a whole other world. But yeah, I know people from the past that are still doing the learning system. They don't want to know anything else. Yeah. So they are so close-minded. They they don't want to even try, so I guess it's not for everybody, right? So some people are just happy where they are, and they they stay with, with their particular seafood, and they're happy, and it works for them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's also okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, uh, I remember talking with uh, Adam Chan on this, uh, this subject. It's very important to decide why you're doing Wing Chun. Is it for self-defense? Is it because you want to go um, and uh, study the internal art? Is it, you know, just to be part of um, a, a family, a bigger thing? It's like, it's very important to have that kind of clarity and uh, just go for it. Yeah. So how, how does how does your engine now, your Wing Chun engine that you have right now, compare to what you, um, the way you used to do your Wing Chun? Yeah, it's just, it, it, it is all, like I said, it's all relative, you know, there are, there are levels, you know, so in the learning system, right, they they have the, the thing, the power principles, and they talk about freeing yourself of your own force, and that's the first power principle, and then you can free yourself of the force of the opponent, mm-hmm. and they talk about relaxation and being soft, but there is so many layers of systems out there that are a lot more into that and they can go much deeper in terms of relaxations and giving up force mm-hmm. and then the limping system seems stiff in comparison yeah so mm-hmm. it is all relative yeah then i mean soft is also uh maybe not the right word yeah because it's not collapsing 
uh, and falling apart, you know, it, the state of song. So getting rid of all unnecessary tension, mm-hmm. but actually to get replaced with the internal engine, with the internal force. Yeah, the right. say the the universal force that comes from the center core of the body and goes out in all directions. So yeah, people who never felt that they they can't judge it or they they realize what that force is. But the last years, last three four years, I opened up my seminars for every lineage. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year, last year my summer camp uh, had more than 200 people. And you can find the videos on on uh, my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And there were people from the Wonshun Lung system. Uh, the Yip Chun, Yip Ching, Samuel Kuo, Victor Khan, from all kinds, EWTO, they came from all lineages, and they had the chance to feel, and then they're blown away, and now um, some of them who, who have the ability to open their mind became, either became members, and very happy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and some of them not, yeah? They, it, is, it is a different engine, it's in my opinion, uh, way superior, but it's an engine that is um, not so easily found, yeah, mm-hmm. let's say. So it's not out there in the open uh, for everybody to acquire everywhere. So it's something very controversial, and I'm doing my best to spread it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I invite people to come and then feel, and then they can uh, pass their own judgment, right? Yeah, feeling that's is it. believing. Yes, feeling is believing. That's it. Awesome. Um, how? What inspired you to start doing your research and um, interviewing different lineages and um, posting that kind of uh, documentary online? Okay, at the end of the nineties, the Brahma Salanting was writing a book. It's called The Root of, and. In it, he features all these lineages. And then I was part of several trips he made and uh, also photo shoots. Mm-hmm. Actually, the first edition of the group of Inchan, I'm in there on several photos uh, together with Chris Collins, actually. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm in there with him. And then in some photos, I'm doing stuff on him. In some photos, uh, he's doing stuff on me. So uh, actually, the technician suit he's wearing in that book, it's my technician suit because he forgot his technician suit, so I have to give my technician suit to change clothes. Very funny. Cool. But uh, anyway, Lung Ting asked me to be one of the proofreaders of the book. Yeah. So I and then I read about all these images, and that was actually actually the trigger to uh, about eight nine months later to go into China myself and uh, look these images up myself, and then. That's where I started. Also, uh, hearing the totally other other question and other totally other experience. Mm-hmm. So that is what uh, what what prompted me forward to go deep into it. Awesome, awesome. So, um, what what would be like your favorite Wing Chun uh, related story from your uh, experiences? Uh, oh, there is many. There is many. Uh, first of all, uh, let me tell you a very funny story with uh, Lung Ting. So, I, I came the first time to Hong Kong 
And back then, the EWTO was uh, not so open, and they didn't want their members to go to Hong Kong and have the ability to study under LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So basically, they closed that door by making you have uh, a letter from the office, the EWTO uh, Langenthal Castle, a letter from your CFO or key turn staff. Yeah. And then you were able to go to Hong Kong with that letter, and then you had permission to 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 sit there in the group classes, right? Okay. So when my when my students, these Israeli uh, hotel owners, they took me to Hong Kong and uh, and I went to the school in the class of Chengdu one, and they asked me for that letter. Where is your letter for your seafood that you are can be here? And I didn't have any letter, so <laughs> they did not they did not allow me at the time to participate in the classes. Wow. But then I I just I just stayed in Hong Kong. I didn't go nowhere, and just every evening I went up, I sit down, and I watched the classes. Yeah. And then fairly quickly, Chen Chun Fan, who is a very lovely man, very nice, very nice person, then he started to talk with me uh, when I was looking at pictures on the wall. He started to uh, ask me some questions, and then I knew a lot of background stories about the photos on the wall, and he was quite touched maybe by that, and then he just allowed me to to train. Yeah. And then, of course, these instructor's classes, uh, I, I, I'm not sure the day anymore, could be could have been a Monday evening, then he let me join instructor's classes. And then uh, one time he said, oh, you want to meet Ramos Alamdin because he's coming to teach the instructor's classes. Mm-hmm. And then I said, of course, it was like a dream. And then Lamdin walked in with my first people, one cue. Uh, and he he actually helped him who was sick at the, with some medicine, so it was a very nice situation, and that's how I, how I basically was allowed all of a sudden to do the classes, and then yeah. also I met with Grandma's Olympic, and I made the appointment for a few days later to talk with him in his office, and then at the was the national chief instructor for BWTO of Israel. I was living in Tel Aviv, mm-hmm. and. Basically, when I had the meeting in the office, yeah. so you're the chiefest of Israel? He said, I didn't know I had a meeting in Israel. He said, and I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I paid the license every month to the head office in Germany yeah. uh, to have the, uh, the ability to teach there. He said, no, cannot be because he currently only owns Europe. Israel is out of Europe and that should be directly under me. Yeah? Right. So... There was obviously some miscommunication there between Kernspeth and Lunting. There was something going on. Anyway, mm-hmm. it was my luck because Lunting became so angry because of that. Yeah. That actually, that he said, "Okay, okay, I teach you." And uh, my private letter started uh, one year later. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I scheduled uh, months of private lessons, and I just went back to Europe to save money for a year to come back the following year. Got my uh, lessons with him. So that's uh, that's one of the the funny stories. <laughs> interesting stories. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm guessing that you had like a few... It took a bit of time to save up for, uh, for private lessons because uh, from what I've heard, uh, private lessons in Hong Kong are not cheap. Right. Yeah, they were not cheap at all. But like I said, I was very lucky to have... Uh, Certain students, they helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. So, in all, 
I took around a hundred something private lessons from LinkedIn mm -hmm. and I made sure I finished the unarmed system already in Europe and uh, also in uh, Zagreb actually under Slavko Twintich before I went back to LinkedIn mm -hmm. so that he only had to correct me uh, in, in his system and not teach me anything new, you understand? Yeah. So I basically went through the whole unarmed system with him in all the private lessons in uh, Hong Kong and in uh, his other school at the time in Shunde or Suntak in Cantonese where he had another school in mainland China and then uh, basically I wanted to learn the weapons by him but he did not uh, teach me. He said, I did so much for you now, now you have to do something for me. So he wanted me to teach for him in Singapore, mm -hmm. somewhere else in Asia, and I, I just could not. So I found other ways to learn the weapons. Right. I, basic, I basically found out through him, because we uh, one evening we were karaoke singing, and uh, he drank a little bit, and uh, I asked him, who are the people you taught the weapons to? And he gave me a whole list of names. <laughs> and basically, I yeah. went uh, off the list and found uh, Alan Fong eventually in New York. Yeah. Who he taught the long pole to and uh, the bar chando, the, the double knives. And I learned that from him. So a, a, little, a small tip uh, for the people listening. If you want to find out your seafood secrets, take him uh, to karaoke and uh, serve him some drinks. <laughs> Actually, he took me, but uh, <laughs> he took me. And, uh, I was just, my focus was I wanted to, to learn the whole system. So when, I, when, I, when he gave me the list, I even uh, had the combat magazine at the time of England in my hand. And mm -hmm. uh, there was an article about seafood Tam Yumin, okay. a student of uh, seafood Chen Jun Fan who went to live in uh, England. Mm -hmm. After the handover uh, from England uh, to China of Hong Kong, and uh, there were photos of Tan Yumin in the magazine with a pole and the knife, so I contacted him and actually learned by him first the pole, mm -hmm. and uh, he didn't have the knife, the, but I learned the pole. But later I found out through LinkedIn that he actually learned the Long Sheng version mm -hmm. because he learned it. He learned it from Chen Chun Fan, and Chen Chun Fan was a student of Long Sheng like Leung Ting. So Leung Ting is actually the Sihing of Chen Jun Fan. Okay. So Leung Ting later got corrections by Grandmaster Yip Man. So that these corrections uh, maybe did not pass down to Chen Jun Fan, I don't know, or Chen Jun Fan did not teach it to Tam Yumin, or Tam Yumin decided to teach me the Leung Sheng version. Anyway, later I got the, the Leung Ting version uh, by Alan Fong. So that's how I finished the Leung Ting system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, so I see you have a lot of drive behind uh, and a lot of love for Wing Chun. What is Wing Chun for you today and uh, what keeps you going? First of all, like you, we mentioned, uh, I, I went more the internal path, the internal way. And I was very happy to discover a few years ago that the ancestors of Wing Chun uh, were Fujian White Crane and uh, Ermei Suzhuan. So mm -hmm. that are quite more internal systems, especially the Ermei. Mm -hmm. So it gave me a totally new motivation again. Uh, and now it's more like, like my logo says, it's my mastering mind, body and energy. I, I'm of the if after 30 years of Wing Chun, Mm -hmm. You're still worrying how to defend the kick or how to defend the punch. Right. 
and being nothing more to you than just a fighting system, I think you're on the wrong uh, wrong path here. Okay. So the martial arts mm -hmm. uh, can better so many aspects uh, in life. It's just a part of my life. I train every day. Mm -hmm. I love it. And uh, it keeps me in great shape, in great health. And I'm happy to say also that uh, that that I just feel better and feel younger through mm -hmm. through the the training. It just helps me in so many aspects. And then next to that, I helping so many people on different levels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some are fighters and they want to learn to fight. Some want to learn how to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. Some just want to build some up some self confidence. And you see them giving you feedback. Oh, Sifu, I got this promotion in my job. I never had the courage to ask people, but through the Vincent mindset of going yeah. forward. And, yeah. you know, yeah. all yeah. kind of stories. It just makes Absolutely. me very happy to help people. And uh, it's just wonderful. Absolutely. I, I noticed that in my school as well here in, uh, in Bucharest. People getting promoted, um, you know, going for that job that they always wanted or building a business or just saving their lives just by changing their mentality and using the, the Wing Chun concepts. It's, um, it's incredibly exactly. powerful to witness. And, um, exactly. That's the most important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you're stunned sometimes by the results. For example, just yesterday, one of our online uh, Wing Chun students he um he's a farmer in Finland and they only have like a, a Taekwondo school over there, but he wanted to learn Wing Chun as well. And uh, he said the the Wing Chun that he's learning through our online courses is uh, improving his Taekwondo. He he feels that he's got more power in his uh, technique, and that's I I, I felt you're we very humbled as well to to hear that. Yeah, that's just fantastic. Well, so yeah, like. Many, many ways we can help people, you know, with martial arts. So it's not only about fighting. Fighting is one aspect. Yes. Self-defense is one aspect, but there is much more to it. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. So is this what drives you, helping more people? Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, for example, I'm now in Australia because uh, I opened up some branches here in uh, and in uh, Brisbane. And in Parramatta, mm -hmm. another part of Sydney. Mm -hmm. So we have three branches now of the IWK in Australia. Congratulations. And I've just moved here, moved here to help it all uh, flourish and set it up like I did in Hong Kong. Yeah. I uh, spent eight years in Hong Kong to build up my academy there and it's uh, running very good. Uh, mm -hmm. has a local instructor now, Patrick mm -hmm. So Hong Kong uh, local. And I'm going back to Hong Kong to Hong Kong in a few weeks to help him more, and then I'm off to Europe again. Uh, I'm helping people all over, and uh, I'm just enjoying it. I'm just, I'm just loving this. So it's my life, and I'm just very blessed, and very grateful that I'm uh, happy to do this. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't ask for uh, for a better job. Actually, it's not a job. If you do what you love, you know, it's not even a job, right? Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> feel like work. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm sure the the seafoods that are listening right now can uh, absolutely agree with that. Um, yeah, what would so. be some some advice that you'd like to share? If like if you could only share one advice with the people listening, what would that be? Oof, many many of advice, but the thing is, I believe you create your own reality. So mm. 
whatever you whatever you think daily is what shapes your reality. Mm-hmm. So if you if you believe in something, you want something, at that moment you feel it very strong, write it down. Yes. Put it up there on your refrigerator or whatever, read it every day, mm-hmm. and slowly, slowly it becomes the reality. It's just how it is. And also with your kung fu skill, you can be as good as the mind tells you you can be. You know, you can do, you can achieve everything that's humanly possible. Yeah. Uh, but you have to be determined and go for it. You know, you have to, you put your energy there, you know. Uh, energy go goes where attention goes, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. energy energy is what what shapes everything. Mm-hmm. So that's my, my advice. You know, if some people they think in terms of problems. I, I don't even use that word. You know, I tell people always to use the word challenge. Yeah, and it, it's nice to have challenges, and then you can grow. And if everything is one smooth line, mm-hmm. then you know, if we don't learn. So there are no failures, it's just learning steps. And at the end, you will be happy when you reach the goal, you know. And because you have so many challenges and so many learning steps, you will be more uh, uh, ready, more prepared, full of knowledge to be at that next level, next stage in life. So my advice is, guys, uh, think of challenges and welcome them and just go forward, like Winston says, right? Spirit, go forward. Just keep sticking. If you really want something, keep sticking. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to yield a little bit, give with the force, then you can go forward again. You know? and yeah. yeah. It will come. It will come. This sounds a lot like the personal development advice that we give in, uh, in the school. <laughs> it is it is the way how it is you know it, it, it's the only way yeah it's what the works works absolutely absolutely and um on and i love the um the analogy that you've made with um with sticking to it and also facing facing the um the challenge and going straight to the center as well um what would you advise on a technical, um, on a technical technical level? Something that we could share over, you know, an audio podcast. How can okay. people maybe um, generate more power, or maybe just relax a bit more, so they they can um, access more of that internal power? Okay, first, uh, let let me answer that a little bit later. Let me make an introduction for something. Sure. I believe, first of all, I always encourage my students to visit different kind of seafoods, different kind of seminars, you know. Mm-hmm. If you're a seafood, you seafood is saying, no, all the others are not good, all the others are shit, and you're not allowed to go anywhere else, just you have to stay in this school, otherwise it'll kick you out. Mm-hmm. You have to start to think maybe something can be wrong because the seafood is very insecure, right? Exactly. Uh, I think... First of all, you should broaden your horizon, go to different kinds of lineages, and there's always something to learn, experience, and then feel. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you get a whole other perspective and, and you grow as a martial artist. Yes. That's the first thing. Now, um, 
in terms of internal power, it's not easy to explain over Skype because it's not uh, like it's not uh, techniques, you know, it's more mm -hmm. abstract. Mm -hmm. But it's to do with the, the first step. It's to do with the with the mind. So if you do your ceiling tile, for example, right. whatever lineage you're doing, it doesn't matter. Whatever choreography, it doesn't matter. Because the energy behind it, it's more important than any shape or posture. You understand? Yes. It's not about, it's not about, oh, your hand has to be exactly like that. It turned like that. The finger has to be like that. Because if it was like that, it means all the other lineages out there are wrong. And only your lineage is good. The Jatambi. So the energy is way more important than any physical shape or position. Mm -hmm. Having having said that, you know, I advise people when they do this in to be more mindful, to be more moving with awareness instead of rushing through the form right. and doing it quick, do it slow. Now, I have a saying that uh, is slow is fast and fast is slow, meaning mm. doing it slow with awareness, you reach your goal faster than just rushing through the form fast. Feel relaxation when you when you do something a time or something. Feel oh, be aware. My shoulder is stuck. Relax it. Open it up. Sink it. Mm -hmm. You know, and then be aware of the whole body melting like a candle. Mm -hmm. Where your mind or where your energy go with the fist. Power it with mind forward. Have the forward energy. Mm -hmm. You know, power it up with the mind and move with awareness. That is the the first basic step. What I could uh, tell you guys out there to maybe make an improvement and and it's slow, not fast. I think that's everybody. A, that's that's a great title for uh, this interview. Power from the mind to move with uh, with uh, presence. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. And I also feel that when when I do my forms and I do them slowly, I don't. I feel that the movements become a lot clearer and um and also you're generating more power and you're creating more chi in your body as well yeah you know people sorry you mentioned chi because actually i was a little bit apprehensive when we use the word chi because people are allergic for it yeah some people probably don't even believe in chi yeah? Yeah. and these are the people who usually don't have a clue of what she what she really means. I mean, mm -hmm. in Chinese martial arts and in China in general, there are many types of qi. So breathing is qi. Mm -hmm. So it, uh, it's one thing, but it's one type of qi. Mm -hmm. The the energy that flows through the meridians that the TCM is using, for example, for acupuncture, right, is another type of qi, and then. Martial chi that you have to sink down and store in the dantian and mm -hmm. use is again another type of chi. So there is many types of chi, and the martial chi, what I talk about, there are very, very few people and masters that I met that have that ability. And if you have that ability to use the martial chi, uh, then you can. Start to use the Huan Yan Li, the exponential universal force. Mm -hmm. Chi applicable in real life 
situation, whether it's Lata, whether it's Chisa, whether it's Guasa, or whatever. Yeah. And that changes the whole game. The energy is a different thing. It just changes the whole game. This But yeah, if you never experienced, then you just don't know. This is so interesting. It's opening up so many um, doors in my in my awareness right now. Um, how would you how would you recognize when somebody has martial chi and when they don't? I feel it immediately. I, I just need the touch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're real internal. You cannot really judge from videos. You know, I I, right. I made a lot of videos and yeah. people see people flying. Uh, some even joked about it. I had I had people they came to my seminar actually to prove me wrong. They wanted to to yeah. make fun of me actually. Yeah. But then after they experienced, they became students. You know. So, <laughs> but it is when you when you don't feel it, you just can't judge it. You just don't know. And, and how would how would someone who um who never let's say someone who doesn't believe in chi, how would they uh notice the difference between a master that um that mastered this kind of martial chi and somebody who um who didn't? First of all, when when the contact is made, mm-hmm. it's a totally different experience. You know, many people talk about sticking. You know, because chi sao is sticky arms, right? But Sticking with chi, singing the chi is a totally different thing than just in contact or just adhering. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sorry, you know, because I, I have to learn, I have to use the Lunting system as an example because I did it for over 20 years and I was quite a big name in the Lunting system. Mm-hmm. It's not that I want to put it down, but I have no other way to get my point across, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they have all kinds of sections. They move so quick and It, is, it looks like a flurry of, of moves and it looks fantastic. Right. And the thing is, the moment they they touch somebody that knows really how to sing the chi and stick, mm-hmm. all that goes out of the window. They cannot move anymore. That's the real sticking. So it's like you go on the spider web whoop, mm-hmm. and then you're stuck. So they cannot move anymore. They, and, they, and, they, and they think, huh, what is going on? Because normally when you're at contact, You can just retreat your hand or hit again or go over it. Yeah. But when you know how to stick, you sing the chi. This is stuck. You cannot take your hand away anymore. And they can't, they can't believe it. They think, what? what is going on? How is it possible? You know? But that's real sticking. But without sinking the chi, is no sticking. So for many Vincent people out there, mm-hmm. sticking means, what for me, uh, means adhering, just having contact. Mm-hmm. And... It's also not physical, muscular forward pressure. Yeah. So, you know, because that's different. Because then you ruin your shoulder, you get shoulder pain, you yes. you get all kinds of injuries. Yes. I can do stuff for hours. And many people, they, they come and then I go to my seminar, summer camp, three days. I do cheese out nonstop with so many people. Yeah. I, never get, I never get an injury. But if you do it wrong and you use partial strength, that means muscular force, pushing from the shoulders, you yeah. get all kinds of injuries. Yeah. You get all kinds of injuries. There is no way you're not going to get injured. So that could not have been the original engine. I hope you agree. Because 
something is wrong then. If you get all kind of injuries, something Absolutely. you're doing something wrong. And I, I see people uh, injuring their shoulders and then getting surgery and then uh, you know going more at it and doing you know even even harder training uh, from their muscles and their shoulders. And yeah, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. I, a lot of people, from what I notice, sometimes in the uh, in the internet, most people like to judge first and leave like some kind of a comment. You know, the people that actually leave these kind of comments usually because the people who are skilled and are wiser, they don't really get into um, fights over um, um, in in the comment sections. But some people do like to judge before they try. So I would absolutely invite all the people listening right now to come to one of your seminars and actually feel and then, um, you know, create a judgment or an opinion regarding the, um, the actual Wing Chun, the internal Wing Chun. Yeah. So... Um, Sifu yeah. said, Joe, where, where can people find out about your future events and when, where can they get in touch with you? So, first of all, they just go to the website, sifusergio.com, and you have an events calendar. Mm-hmm. And all the seminars are there. For the next two, three years, uh, I will still open it up for outsiders and later we'll close it down because the uh, a lot of people within my association, mm-hmm. they are uh, saying, yes, Sifu, these people come to learn, implement it in their system and saying they always had it and never give you credit, which is true. Yeah. But for, for the for, uh, meantime, I still keep it open mm-hmm. uh, just to open people's minds more that there is internal. And uh, the, the thing is with internal is, you also have a lot of fake and crap out there. Maybe without exaggeration, 90% out there, 90% would be really fake if they talk about internal. Yeah. There's only very few people, very few people that have the real internal. So that's why it got such a bit, uh, a bad name, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately. Um, next, if you want to know more about also internal and read a little bit more on it, you can uh, order my book. I wrote a book on it. Mm-hmm. It's called mm-hmm. The Six Elements, uh, SLT, uh, The History of Wing Chun. Um, actually, the SLT form, people mistake it. They think it's the Xiulin Tao, but the SLT is the Xiulin Tao. That is the internal, original form that got split into the Xiulin Tao, Cham and Yuji, uh, around the Taiping Uprising. Okay. So many people are not aware aware from that. They read my they read the title of my book and they think, oh, SLT, that's a Siu Lin Tao. No, it's not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the the Siu Lin Tao is the set that got created by fusion of a form of Fujian White Crane, in my opinion, the subject Jitlik, and uh, a form of uh, Erme, the Erme Suswa, and this got fused and then the Siu Lin Tao set formed. When the typing uprising happened, they needed fighters. They needed to prepare quickly people to overthrow the Qing and restore the Ming. And they didn't have time to go through all the internals and teach people internals. So yeah. they came up with the best next thing. So if you don't know, if you don't have the internal development, which takes years, yeah. and you cannot use internal writing, what is the next best thing? Chain punching. Right. So... They just 
basically simplify the system and make it more quick to learn and mm -hmm, quick mm -hmm. to use. And they split the Siolin Tao set into the Siolin Tao, Changchu, and Yuji. I see. But uh, everybody can read about it uh, with all the so can people can people order can people order your book from uh, your website? Yes, the same thing, sigusergio.com, and then you go to the shop and you find uh, the book. The book. Excellent. The six core elements, the SOP, and the uh, history of Vincha. Excellent. Um, guys, uh, go ahead and um, check out uh, Sifu Sergio's website and absolutely his uh, YouTube channel. You'll find a lot of videos from his seminars over there and um, some videos where he's um, talking about the internal aspects of Wing Chun as well. Uh, Sifu Sergio, that's uh, I think we're a bit out of uh, we're out of time. Thank you so much for uh, for uh, reserving the time for this interview. I know you're super busy. And uh, I'm very grateful for that. And I'm sure the people listening are also uh, very thankful. Yeah, I, uh, I hope uh, they got inspired to, to seek out some other lineages. I mean, there are some fantastic seafoods out there. And mm -hmm. there are not that great, but there are some really great seafoods in diverse lineages that have really high skill. And just go around, touch hands, and that's how the art will grow. Yeah, yeah, don't stay stuck in a box. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, guys, thanks for thanks for listening. Go to addictedtowingchun.com to uh, listen to our previous episodes and uh, also get some awesome free stuff. And if you don't have a Wing Chun close to you and you want to learn some foundation, some basics, some basic self-defense, Check out our online Wing Chun community. Of course, the best will always be to have a Sifu who can touch hands with you and um, inspire you and share that kind of knowledge and experience uh, with you. But if you don't have access to that, this would be the next best thing just to, to get you started on your Wing Chun journey and to keep you motivated. I'll see you guys next time. <laughs>